Being a ranch hand is surprisingly easy work, but sometimes I get the feeling that I'm getting a watered-down version of the daily life here at the Rattlesnake Canyon. It doesn't hurt that my Uncle Keith is the owner, or that most of the other staff around here are from south of the border and willing to work twice as hard as me, the slow, lazy white girl. I don't feel slow and lazy, but compared to them, it's hard to deny. The few times that Uncle Keith has gotten around to providing me with some sort of real task, it's already finished by the time I get my boots on. Things like checking in guests, I can handle. I flash a warm smile, and they instantly love me because, let's face it, pretty girls get a free pass with these laid-back country folk. Even families on vacation, who are from the big city like myself, often mistake me for some sort of authentic cowgirl. The truth is, I'm about as city as they come. I spend most of my time living in Los Angeles and waiting tables when I'm not rushing to yet another modeling call or audition. However, every summer the cowboy hat comes out and I visit Uncle Keith to take on the role of a lifetime, someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. To clarify, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I can fake it. For 10 years now, I've been flying under the radar, showing up in Texas and working for a few months under the table, then heading back home to the bright lights of Hollywood. Uncle Keith loves having me around, pays well, and by the time I head back, I can work part-time the rest of the year and still keep a roof over my head while trying my luck as a struggling actress. Given my track record, it's no surprise that I'm the last to show up when the call comes down for us ranch hands to head out back and help dispose of a huge dead cow. Rattlesnake Canyon is not a working ranch by any means, just a hotel made to feel and look like one, but the cattle that wander around this place really add to the authenticity. I feel like I can relate to them, fellow actors content to spend their days staring off into the wide desert and taking in the pleasant heat without a care in the world. It's really a shame that something happened to one of them, and baffling as to who would have the need to harm such an inconspicuous creature. As I cross the large expanse of dirt that surrounds the ranch, a tightly bunched circle of workers sees me coming and opens up, revealing the massive carcass of a large brown cow. What happened to her? I ask, joining the others. As far as I can tell, nobody else speaks English, so I crouch down to take a look for myself. Suddenly, I'm recoiling in shock, utterly stunned when I realize that this cow's neck has been torn completely in half. The most disturbing thing, however, is not the blood and gore, but the complete lack of carnage that accompanies her brutal wound. Where thick globs of red should be smeared, there is nothing but pale white flesh, as though the body has been completely sucked dry. Where the fuck is the blood? I ask aloud. The workers are all talking hurriedly amongst themselves, completely ignoring me as they chatter in panicked voices. Hello, I shout, raising my voice. Does anyone here speak English? The group quiets down and an older Mexican man steps forward, looking out at me from under the shady brim of his cowboy hat. The goat sucker, he tells me. El chupacabra. The game bursts into another flurry of chatter. Is that a person? I ask. Oh no, says the man, a hush falling back over the crowd. It is a monster, not a man. El chupacabra hunts the desert at night, looking for victims to satisfy its craving for blood. Cows are the best bet, because there's so much blood to drink, but it's not unusual for the creature to attack a human if it gets hungry enough. Last week we found a calf, now this.